Okay, here's how we solve this one. Old rule out. New rule. Bianca can date. When she does. But she's a mutant. What if she never dates? Then you'll never date. Oh, I like that. And I'll get to sleep at night. The deep slumber of a father whose daughters aren't out being impregnated. Hello everyone, welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And this is the season three finale of the podcast. We're going to end it with 10 things I hate about you. And today we actually are joined by a guest that was here earlier in the season. Joined us on the episode where we talked about hereditary. Hereditary. Andrea is back. Welcome back, Andrea. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Super excited. I love this movie, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's the one that recommended it. Yeah. I remember we're like, uh, yeah, Jeremy, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you've seen it a lot? Okay. You could be the uh, resident expert. (laughs) Yeah. I'll try my best. (laughs) Out of the three of us, we, uh, Andrea, you're the only one who has seen it. Me and Ken are the noobs on this one. So, yeah. I mean, this was an interesting movie <laughs> to say that it's um I was like man this is on Disney Plus huh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it is right That was uh kind of out of left field but yes Andrea thank you again for uh joining the podcast I actually wanted to take uh this portion of the podcast to actually introduce Andrea not only as our guest for this episode but officially is now the newest member of the weekly reel podcast because she will actually be running our social media accounts and thank you again in advance for helping us out with that Woo! yeah of course i'm so happy i was so excited to be asked to join the pod i feel like i'm like your number one fan and like <laughs> you aren't happy no, to I'm be here no, you support. <laughs> <laughs> well you can't be uh our number one fan anymore because you're actually a part of it now so like your fandom is like completely like cut off because be you're a actually a still. part of us. Yeah, yeah, she's a fan of herself now. <laughs> yeah, true. always be your number one fan. I'll have I'll have my dog's account be the number one fan now. Yeah, there you go, there you go. See, I mean, and, and you know, for those of you who did listen to our hereditary episode, uh, obviously we we want to make sure that everyone knows that Andrea is a very proud dog mom, right? <laughs> yes, you can find him at uh, on Instagram on at Taylor the Brown Dog. <laughs> yes, yes. And in addition to being a, a, a very proud dog mom, I mean, we also did introduce her as a social media influencer. And so we just thought it was a natural fit for her to run our social media accounts because uh, I believe she's on social media probably more than me and Jeremy combined. I think more like... Three of me doesn't even equal half of her, probably. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's too much math, I guess. But yes, yeah. I, I think I followed what you were saying. I think it makes sense. <laughs> it, it totally made sense. If I was following the logic, right? Maybe uh, but, 10 of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. That sounds about right. I got to get better at that, though. 
<laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thankful. Very thankful that you're here. Of course. Yes. Again, thank you so much. And Andrea, since you're our number one fan, I'm pretty sure you're used to the podcast ritual by now, where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we watched in the last week. Uh, Ken, let's uh, let's give Andrea a little break <laughs> just for, just for a bit. Uh, what what would movie or TV show did you watch this last week? Well, I wanted to uh, kind of get back into a, a a show that I had started actually. Kind of a while back, actually, I completely forgot about this show. Um, it was it's on HBO Max, and I had uh, started watching it during our season one hiatus. And I only remembered this particular show because on I guess one of my birthday dinners, uh, my friends were actually talking about. It. I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about Insecure, starring Issa Rae. Um, it literally just ended um, the series. Uh, it finished five seasons, uh, but when I actually did watch it um, during that season one hiatus, I got through almost season one pretty fast, actually. But then I, I guess I got caught up on other things and then I, I just completely forgot about it. But I restarted from the beginning because I kind of forgot some of the storylines. The writing is so good and I just forget how funny uh, Issa's character is uh, in the show. So definite recommend if you like a comedian i guess it'd be more of a dramedy so drama comedy once again on the hbo max huh still not sponsored still still not sponsored even season three uh andrea (laughs) how about you is it from hbo max it is from hbo max (laughs) darn sponsored by ken actually (laughs) whoa um, but I, I have recommendation from Ken. It was Station Eleven. Really amazing. Um, it was originally a Canadian book by a Canadian author, um, Emily St. John Mendel, I believe. Um, it was really good. I don't know where to start. Um, I'm going to say it's like purely psychological not so much a thriller but it does keep you on your toes it's really good yeah um when i shared it on our uh, matrix resurrection uh episode it was i guess my new thing for 2022 uh just because i kept seeing it on my timeline uh for those of you who are unfamiliar station 11 just ended it was like a it's just a one season show it's a mini series the finale aired last week and what makes it so good, Andrea, right, is the storytelling above all else. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. I want to How many episodes have it. you been through so far? Oh, myself? I finished it. Wow. <laughs> I took a day. I was like, I'm going to finish this right now. All right. Man, that's the life right there. Just binge watching. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I kind of twisted her arm. I was like, please watch all of it so I can... Talk to someone about it because no one around me wants to watch. He Station did. 11. It was forced. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> no, I, I really liked it. I didn't. It didn't take too much to really get me into it. That first episode, I was hooked. That's how I was too. See, I gotta jump on that, Ken. You keep talking about it every week. I'm like, ah, oh, I got. I think I gotta jump on it during the hiatus. Best show of 2022. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're only, what, three weeks in. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, for me, I actually rewatched a movie not on HBO Max. It was oh, on FXM. Yeah, I had to ruin it. <laughs> I, I think they had it on HBO Max at one point, but I don't know why they don't have it now. It's actually Alita Battle Angel that came out a oh. couple, few years ago now. I rewatched it because I remember the first time I watched it, um, I didn't know if I liked it or not. I was like, yeah, it was okay. Um, and for those who don't know, it's Alita, ba- Alita Battle Angel is pretty much a live action adaptation to an anime or not anime to a manga and i think it's actually pretty accurate and re-watching it this time i'm like this movie's actually pretty good <laughs> i was i was surprised of how good it was it's still the ending still kind of irks me that it's kind of an incomplete movie but the story that was told in the movie was better than i remembered interesting when you say incomplete like do you think there could be a Second uh, follow-up to Alita Battle... Uh, what was it called again? Sorry. Yeah, Alita Battle Angel. So Battle Angel. I almost said Battlestar. I was like, I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. I think um, I've heard like rumors about another one, but I think the, it, it cost a ton, and I don't think it made that much when it actually came out. Mm. Interesting. Maybe, maybe an um, HBO Max special. See, that would be great, but we'll see. I need to do more research. I, I didn't do enough research on a possible sequel. Yeah, maybe more of a TV budget. But I don't know. It probably won't look as good as, uh, I guess, what you got, uh, what you just saw, right? Yeah, because the, the effects in that movie are nuts to me. It's like that came out in 2019. And just even though she's all animated, she looks like a real person pretty much. It's pretty crazy. Uh, let's jump into the movie for today. It's going to be 10 Things I Hate About You. And just in case you guys forgot, it's about a pretty popular teenager that can't go on a date uh, until her older kind of outcast, self-outcast sister does. Uh, it stars Heath Ledger, uh, Julia Stiles, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, spoiler warning, right now we're going to talk all spoilers about 10 Things I Hate About You. It is streaming on Disney+. Plus, So go watch it and then come back to the show. Or if you've seen it 20 years ago, then keep listening. Uh, let's jump into the double feature. The double feature is basically uh, the two of us. Well, there's going to be a bit of a twist today. Andrea is actually going to be the other half of the double feature. I'm going to be the other half. We came up with... Uh, a couple questions ourselves that we can ask each other, but the twist, the, but the twist is that I don't know what she's gonna ask me. Uh, I, she doesn't know what I'm gonna ask her, and Ken, he's completely in the dark right now. <laughs> right? I, I, I really feel like a guest now. Yeah, so Ken, I'm, I'm I'm the guest today. <laughs> so this is all like spontaneous. No one knows what's gonna happen, especially Ken. Uh, but Andrea, you can kick off the double feature with your question. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, let's see. So my question, so just kind of thinking about how the breakfast club episode had gone, um, and there are different high school characters. Was there a character in this movie that you feel you can relate to? Um, who was it and why? Oh man, that's, (laughs) it's kind of too easy in a way. It has to be, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. <laughs> Sad to say. <laughs> um, what was his character's name again? I completely Cameron. forgot. Cameron. 
Yeah, I relate with Cameron too much. And that probably says... <laughs> that probably uh, paints a pretty big picture. Just because, you know, in high school, kind of the shy guy that's too... Uh, too shy, too nervous to go talk to the girl he thinks is like, he kind of puts on a pedestal as well. So it's like, you know, I, I felt that a bit. Yeah, go, looking back at my high school self, you know, and I was like, yeah, I see myself in, in Cameron. <laughs> at least a, a previous version of me. Yep. Uh, you know what? Sad, sad to say, um, I, I kind of relate to Jeremy in that uh, Cameron is probably the most identif- uh, identifiable character just because, again, um, oh, man, I, I, it was too accurate. It was kind of hard to talk to girls back back in high school or whatever. But at the same time, there was little bits of, it, it sounds weird, Michael. I, I feel like some of his personality is something that I had too just because, like, at times, if it, if it was, like, someone that I maybe knew or whatever, I'd kind of like try to make myself you know like hey you know like pretend to be popular but really i'm not um and you know he's all trying to i don't know just try to stir the pot a little bit more and you know he's so but it's it is mainly cameron with a little bit of michael kind of mixed in there (laughs) i don't know if uh if that is kind of like you jeremy as well (laughs) Um, I wouldn't say Michael too much. I was going to yeah. say in the aspects of, uh, what's his name? Patrick, like being kind of an outcast, like a loner, that aspect a little bit mm. as well. That's That's good. Well, how about you, Andrea? Since you uh, asked us the question. <laughs> Spotlight's um, on you. I, w- I was looking at it when I thought of this question, I was looking at it as like, oh, who am I now? Um, but like back then my high school self, Maybe I was Bianca. I hate to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, not really like a pick me girl where it's like, oh, all the, everyone wants to be like around me and stuff like that. Or like, but kind of like, oh, I'm not allowed to date with like, because I'm in high school. Don't date until you get married. I don't know whatever happened, whatever their dad was saying, but I thought that was Mm -hmm. hilarious. And, um, but Bianca, because it was like, oh, why not me? Let's date. Let's date. Oh, my gosh. So embarrassed. So embarrassing. But, um, and just, like, trying to do whatever I can to make it happen. I was like, Ugh, gross. My high school self. <laughs> Ew. Wait, so yeah. your dad didn't, like, make you wear a uh, pregnant uh, thing? Oh, thank <laughs> just God, Just so you no. knew what it felt like to be knocked up. <laughs> thank God, no. Oh, my gosh. Where would he even get one? <laughs> He would make one. He might as well have, honestly. DIY. (laughs) No, but, um, well, like, okay, when you were in high school, were you, like, when you mentioned that you were like Bianca, did you have just at least that one, like, best friend? Like, because I wanted to mention that Bianca's best friend was uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, What was her character name? Chastity. Chastity, yeah. (laughs) Did you have a Chastity that uh, you kind of hung out with the whole time, just kind of like a, as a social security blanket or was there a joey oh yeah oh yeah was there a joey yeah, whoa. whoa yeah answer that one first actually i want to know that <laughs> no names obviously it's just you know let's see well to be frank from the beginning 
I was not a Bianca where I was very popular. I was a Bianca in the way where it's like, oh my god, I really want to go date these people. <laughs> right, right. And then, um, let's see, was there a Joey? Maybe there were many Joeys, and, <laughs> but they would never happen. And then, uh, was there a chastity? Yes, there were. There was a chastity, definitely. Um, no names. They were all very great friends. The Joeys, not so much. the The toxic, the toxic guy that was like, "Wow, mm. he's such a bad boy. I have to date him." <laughs> so there was. Oh man. So well, embarrassing. Ew, was there back a, in time. <laughs> well, was there a Cameron eventually that kind of slid in there? Uh snuck in while you were trying to think of a Joey or thinking of a Joey or a Patrick hopefully more oh. a, a better version of <laughs> Joey yes, Purdue, definitely. Yeah, there was and still is. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Revealed. No names. No names. <laughs> no names. But you know I'm sure. You uh, yeah, I'm sure you, uh, whoever's listening to this episode, they're like, oh, I guess I'm her Cameron. It's like, dang it, I was a Joey. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh, man. Like, listening to the podcast randomly. All right, well, Jeremy, I mean, we're circling back to you. I mean, we, we kind of grilled the Andrea, and it's, I feel like it's only right that we kind of even things out a little bit. Was there a Bianca that you just needed to at least try to talk to, um, you know, try to kind of date or, yeah, at least be really good friends with, uh, with a Bianca type? Yeah, I mean, there's, the, you know, that moment where Cameron just first gets to the school, Michael's showing him around, and then he just walks by a girl, and then he's just so enamored with her. I definitely had that moment happen, where it's basically like, oh, Jeremy, meet this one girl. Uh, and then I'm like, what? She's in my class? What? It's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it just where you fall head over heels and you put them on a pedestal, but then eventually you learn like, uh, you can't do that if you really want to talk to them. You know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, so it's definitely, I've definitely had that, those moments where it's like, ah, Cameron, just that Cameron-ness settle down, man. Don't get too excited. Yeah, no, I, I can, I can feel it. Like, but there's that, you know, Sometimes, it's like, there is that girl where it's like, I mean, that look that Cameron would have where Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be, like, tilting his head and he's just like, yeah. got his mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if girls do that, but us guys do, especially us dorky guys um, back in high school. We haven't really fully gone through puberty yet. <laughs> yeah, so confused. I know. It's like, these new feelings, I can't... I don't understand what's going on. And that actually perfectly segues into my question for the double feature. And, you know, love is, works in weird ways and people do some weird things. So I want to ask you guys, starting off, I'll give it to you, Ken, first. Uh, in 10 Things I Hate About You, what came off as creepy and what came off as romantic uh, from any of the characters, it could be from Cameron, it could be from Patrick, who knows? Especially Michael, I feel like is you know <laughs> on that fence very much. But you know, uh, 
what things like when you were watching the movie came off creepy even though they were possibly trying to like be romantic uh well creepy um well i'll just start from the very beginning of the movie with i i don't even know who that teacher was just writing an erotic novel right (laughs) (laughs) miss perky yeah miss perky uh i felt like a lot of the teacher uh, student interactions were like whoa this is a high school and uh, you guys are talking about bratwurst and you're like eyeing packages and uh and then like female students are flashing uh uh what do you call it? older <laughs> older oh, teachers and yeah, stuff like oh okay well, get that out of the way <laughs> but for i guess to answer your question um i mean I guess the fact that Patrick was able to get insider information where they just va- violated Cat's uh, privacy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was obviously through like an insider with her sister or whatever, but obviously her sister had alter- uh, ulterior motives. She wanted to literally go out um, and this was really the only way, the loophole. Uh, but the fact that he literally would use it and then later on, like he would just kind of come out of nowhere and, and just like it felt like he was kind of stalking her uh, because he was like, oh, you're at the library. Oh, oh, you're at uh, was that 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 store or whatever. Um, I mean, it was just a, a bunch of random coincidences that were too coincidental, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I definitely felt that because. I think, yeah, going into her room and checking whatever stuff she had, it's like, I feel like that's very personal. You know what I mean? Going into her clothes. Underwear drawer? drawer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, especially for, I know it's just like Patrick wasn't actually the one that went in there, but, you know, he reaped the benefits of whatever information they found out over there. Well, Cameron wants to see uh, Bianca's room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> oh man, no one, no one asked. He was like, "Andrea, can I see your room?" <laughs> no oh, comment. No. no comment. All right. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. You're a pro. Oh, thanks, uh, Andrea. Uh, did you know from a lady's perspective, was there anything that came off as like creepy, or was there, there something like really romantic? That was like, that just, or I, I mostly want to focus on the creepy though. Cause I feel like, <laughs> you know, there's, especially in movies like this, they want to pretty much throw up as much romantic stuff, but sometimes it just comes off bad. So mm-hmm. from your perspective, what do you think like stood out to you? I feel like, um, Joey was a really creepy guy knowing that he like at towards the end of the movie he was with Kat but then he's like I want to bang her sister you know and that's like ew really gross Joey you know like their sisters he's just weird and he's like oh yeah it's not I'm not gonna I don't need any bets or money on this I'm gonna do it for fun what a freak (laughs) but you had your Joey's I mean yeah I'm Ken, just Ken, Ken keeps bringing it up. <laughs> I had to. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, remember how Joey he kept like 
he kept trying to flex that he was like a model or something for oh my god for yeah what was he saying what was he what was it for for a um, lot of different things like hemorrhoid tube cream socks, um hemorrhoid cream yeah like yeah. bathing suits or like underwear nasal spray nasal spray <laughs> <laughs> and he's showing off his headshots i think kind of creepy i don't know he just brought them around with him all the time <laughs> i mean he was just narcissistic really uh, definitely yeah yeah that guy just overall was doing everything wrong pretty much mm-hmm. it's just white shirt the... or black shirt <laughs> <laughs> let me show oh, you yeah. this pose what about this one it's like did you see the difference <laughs> <laughs> and you could obviously tell bianca was not into it <laughs> I know. Like, well, yeah. Once, once she actually hung out with him and actually heard him actually talk, it's like, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, because he was just the guy with the cool car, yeah. and then that's all he is, pretty much. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Dude, uh, Ken, you kind of like stole my answer, but just kidding. Uh, well, yeah, when when Patrick was kind of like following Cat around, but most specifically when he was right behind her in the music store. <laughs> Like there was that montage of like him kind of following her, kind of be feeling bad for um, her finding out about the whole him getting paid or not, uh, not really getting paid, but you know, there was a arrangement. They got in a bit of a fight or whatever. She had a bad feeling about yeah. Patrick. He was uh, defensive for sure. Yeah, he was defensive. And then he, you know, starts feeling bad and just follows her to the music store. And I was like, dude, that's kind of creepy that you're right behind her, but you don't say anything. And it's not like you're at school or anything. It's like you have to go to the music store. And she's, I guess it was, it's like, oh, it's sweet later because he buys her that guitar. But in the moment when he's just standing right behind her, and oh, and at the library, it's like, I, I hate when movies do this when they're all just walking on different aisles, but you know they're kind of in tandem, and it, it looks romantic, you know the way they framed it. But I just I was like, when it's just showing someone's eyes, imagine if she looked to her left real quick, it's like she would have freaked out. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to know if like she kind of knew that he was there, True. because I mean. She found that one book really fast. <laughs> the one that he was supposedly looking for. Yeah, it was just like right next to her. Yeah. It, so it sounded like a title that she's very familiar with, though, you know. He said mm-hmm. it on purpose. Like, yeah, he yeah from, from all that insider information that they got from the three, or mainly from the two. Right. Um, yeah. Cameron and Bianca. Right. That's true, though. But uh, to our audience, we want to get you involved in our podcast episode and kind of ask you guys a question related to the movie. What is your favorite high school movie couple? You know, in this movie, there was a couple, there was Cameron and Bianca and um, Patrick and Kat. So, you know, they were pretty good couples. I feel like that was a interesting way of that. Like those couples getting together. I've never really seen that in a movie. Uh, So Andrea, do you have a, favorite high school movie couple i wrote down two oh. so, my most problematic favorite high school couple was from the heathers it's veronica sawyer and jason dean basically veronica is like 
she's in with the popular girls but then she misses being like kind of like an outcast kind of person and then she starts she there's this guy jason dean he's like this weird bad boy kind of guy and um should i give the spoiler like he, yeah spoiler warning i guess spoiler warning he blows up the school <laughs> <laughs> so that's my most problematic my favorite problematic high school couple there you go my most favorite unproblematic couple would be Kat and Patrick in 10 Things I Hate About You. I feel they're like the most least problematic couple out there from like an older teen film. Yes, they're just so, so sweet. And I see myself and Kat being like politically righteous and like trying to be like an independent woman fighting against the patriarchy. And Patrick's like, oh my God. And I... He's just smoldering. Just smoldering. <laughs> just smoldering. <laughs> and he respects her and just like, wow. He wants her to like be happy and do what she wants and stuff. I'm like, wow. So great. So great. Plus he can't beat the fact that their names rhyme. It's Cat and Pat. Cat and Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's Australian. Pat and Cat. <laughs> How about you, Ken? Do you have a, a quick one to throw out real quick? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just uh, troll the question just because I wanted to just <laughs> get a reaction out of you guys. I wanted to say Lorraine Baines and Calvin Klein <laughs> from Back to the Future. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just oh, kidding. man. Marty McFly yeah. and his mom. <laughs> no. Shoot. <laughs> Some just people kidding. would agree with you, Ken. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. My real one. I mean, you heard last week what my favorite one was. It's Jamie and Landon. Mandy Moore. Ooh. Only uh, hope. That's all I got to say. Oh, only hope. Right, Jeremy? I'm only yeah, halfway only through. Hope. Sorry. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> There's no spoilers for me. That's it. Okay. And I'm going to just, I couldn't think of a better one. Uh, Troy Bolton and uh, Gabriella Montez. <laughs> <laughs> From High School Musical. <laughs> We love I to see think it. Of them. We love it. Yeah. yeah, I already knew. I, when I saw the question, I was like, I already know what Jeremy's is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, that was episode 20. You already know. Yeah. I mean, that was your first uh, a Guilty Pleasure movie. So uh, I knew right then and there. And I, I'm not mad at it. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, if you want to let us know uh, what your favorite high school movie couple is, you can tweet us at our twitter at weekly real or you can go on instagram leave a comment there at weekly real or you can send us uh, an email if you want like a whole long form answer you can the the weekly uh the email is what's what's our email again ken <laughs> were you going to try to give us an address again like an actual physical address yeah or a, yeah, P- or like, a p.o box <laughs> yeah because address right it makes sense it's gonna they're gonna write on the box or the letter put a stamp yeah. on it yeah and then message gets delivered right yeah yeah by a po- by a postman yeah not kevin not kevin costner <laughs> <laughs> well no the, our, our our real email address is weeklyrealpod at gmail.com yeah, and do that, and don't be like you got mail and you dial up. So, <laughs> and with that, let's take a quick break.
right. Welcome back from the break. And so let's get right into the weekly real awards for 10 Things I Hate About You. And Andre, you're going to be batting lead off here. The first award that we are going to give out is the I Am Groot Award for favorite character. So who is your favorite character of 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, I want to say that it's Michael. Yeah, he's yes. He's just so supportive. Like, how a supportive character should be. Um, so sorry. I, I don't know why I'm laughing. But, um, yeah, I just think he's so funny, authentic. Um, like, his friendship with, was it Cameron, was... It was funny. I don't know why it was funny, but he just put himself out there. He wanted to be his friend already. And then um, was it him that was on his moped and like he drove off the cliff <laughs> and he took it with grace, honestly. He's like, True. I made it. And then um, when my he... My balls. Hmm? He was like, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, the way he like promposed with um, is it Cat's best friend Mandela as like Shakespeare? I think that was so. Who does that? He gave her a dress and everything. That was amazing. So I think he's my favorite character. Yeah, I mean he really did take uh, Cameron under his wing right away, and I think they they hit hit off that bromance right away. That was a uh, that was a nice refreshing thing to see. Yeah, Cameron was like, oh, it's like it's good that they didn't send one of those boring AV guys to come introduce me. And then someone comes by, hey, like, hey, hey, Michael, Michael. Can, you, can you help me with this? It's like, what do I do with this, the slides or something? He's like, go away. It's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I like how he got back at uh, of that one dude from... Bogey. Bogey, yes. Bogey Lowenstein. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, man, that that was actually genius the way he did that, especially from 1999 to be able to do a little bit of quote unquote artwork and mess with their flyer Mm -hmm. and then just literally invite everyone to their their uh, their party. That was actually pretty funny. Genius. I didn't catch it until like the second time I watched it this week. (laughs) Um, I thought he I thought just I thought Bogey had invited everyone already, but I was like, wait. He didn't. I didn't catch it in the beginning of the movie where um, Michael said that he would get back at him. So I was like, oh, he did. He really did. (laughs) He did. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to take this one? Yeah. uh, For me, it would actually have to be the teacher, Mr. Morgan. Dude, that guy's a savage, man. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's like when the first time he like just obviously was doing his thing. I was like, whoa, this is one of their teachers. And just every time he was, like, on screen, just being a savage to anybody that was, like, talking. Especially, like, I was like, man, so mean to Kat. It's like, oh, here we go again, this girl. Because, <laughs> <like>, <laughs> you know, then he's, like, one of those teachers. Like, he's just done with high schoolers. Because high schoolers are sometimes, they're, they're too much. So, you know. <laughs> Someone here can relate. <laughs> Andrea. <clears throat> We no, can't no. say that here. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, no. all the students are, are they're fine, they're amazing, right? Amazing. They're, they're amazing. But for Mr. Morgan having to deal with someone, especially like like Joey, and he's oh, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just Mr. Morgan, everything he said was like hilarious to me. 
I like how he called out Joey at the end after he, after prom, and he was like, "Hey, Shaft, <laughs> take off the sunglasses." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, Mr. Morgan was a very ahead of his time kind of character because they, as a person of color, and then calling out like Cat and her social status. And, yes, and then, that, uh, I was dying. That was so good. <laughs> this movie was so funny with all that, and then they um the. The Rasta students that were like, just everything about it and like the social circles was just backwards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> well, I always also thought that that was a pretty cool connection that he had with Cat when he started rapping, and you know, because when he was introducing the sonnet um, assignment and everything, you could really actually see that Cat was really inspired by that. And obviously, you know, she was already in love or, or whatever. But to be able to see something creative like that, um, it, it's pretty cool to be able to, you know, to experience that sort of thing when you see like similar interests that actually kind of inspire you in that way. And, and you could definitely see that connection with Cat and and him. So well, how about you, Ken? Who's your favorite character? All right. Well, I'm going to go along the same lines as you guys where we're, you know, going to try to stay away from like the main characters. I really loved Walter Stratford, the dad. <laughs> he was <That's>, he was <laughs> so true. good. Dude, I'm I'm just literally going to go um mention that first of all, he's a single dad. Um I I don't know if they went into too much detail. I, I remember there was a little bit of dialogue with Cat when, you know, when she, you know, when her and Bianca were, you know, making that connection. But then they ba- uh, briefly mentioned how mom left. So it sounds like, you know, like mom was a B, you know, like. But we'll, I, I, I'll get back to Walter Stratford in that I felt like he was a really good dad. He was always looking out for her, uh, his daughters. Yeah, some some of the stuff was a little over the top. But then you could definitely see that he really wanted to protect them as much as he could he had the heart to heart at the end with uh cat which is actually one of my favorite scenes where you know he used that analogy about like oh you know like i haven't had to worry about you because you know she's you know strong independent and everything and the analogy of where you know he was allowing her to go to school on the east coast and he knew that he needed to kind of cherish some of these moments because you know she's growing up and everything but um, it kind of made me sad there, but dude, he had some good one-liners too. I mean, and good dialogue. Uh, here, I'll quickly go through this one where it's like, uh, the dad was talking about. Uh, he he was talking about. Uh, well, he's talking to Bianca. He's basically saying, "It's like, oh, you should have used the window." And then Bian- Bianca's like, "Hi, daddy." And then he he goes, "Hi, where are we go? Where are we going?" <laughs> and then Bianca, it, with because like she's with. Um, was it chastity? Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you must know, a small study group of friends. And then dad goes, otherwise known as an orgy. <laughs> and then chastity's like, Mr. Stratford, it's just a party. And then he goes, and hell's just a sauna. I was like, dude, he's so funny to me. Yeah. See, that was a good one. And just um, like for him to be funny, but at the same time, like that strict dad, but I did really like that that scene when he was talking to Cat at the very end, and the analogy he used about like basically baseball when he was saying like, "Oh, with um, 
with you, I've been on the bench for a while or whatever, but at least uh, with Bianca, it's like I get to play a few innings or whatever. And I'm like, man, that, that kind of, you know, it hits a little bit when a parent is able to be that vulnerable with their kid, especially when they're about to basically send them off to a college across the, across the country pretty much. And it's like, oh, that it's, it's heartwarming, but you know, kind of bittersweet. Yeah. And plus I, I really related to him. Like when he was doing his ab workout, I was like seven done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, anyway, let's get to our next award. It's the why is Gamora award for favorite quote. And Andre, you are up. Okay. What line from the movie my, do you like? My favorite quote, <clears throat> it was um, very much in the beginning. It was between Chastity and Bianca. Um, I, I feel it's very like. deep and um, just looking inwards and trying to figure out, like, why? Why? So this is the quote. I'm sure you remember this. It's chastity to Bianca. She's saying, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be <laughs> whelmed? <laughs> <laughs> I, Gabrielle I like, Union, oh my God. <laughs> just the English language, you know? And then she's like, oh, I think you can in Europe. <laughs> what? And then there's Joseph Gordon-Levitt just, like, gawking at her. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's perfect. And she's, like, an airhead. Yeah, exactly. It's like an airhead kind of question. And it's like, oh, man. But it makes sense. It's like, wow, that it really is something to think about. That's true. I say that all the time, but I was like, ah, oh, I wish I could just be whelmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite quote. My favorite quote. Uh, it has to be with Mr. Morgan. I'm gonna mention his because freaking Joey was like, Mr. Morgan, is there a chance we can get Cat to take her mitle before she comes to class? <laughs> and freaking Mr. Morgan's like, someday you're gonna get bitch slapped, and I'm not gonna do a thi- I'm not gonna do a <laughs> thing to stop it. And what's funny is that's foreshadowing for like the prom later on when he gets bitch slapped. <laughs> More than bitch slaps, honestly. It gets hit in the face. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my nose. I have a freaking photo Nasal shoot spray. tomorrow. Yeah. Nasal spray shoot. <laughs> and you get kicked in the nuts. And yeah, he he deserved everything, pretty much. Yeah. Dude, that was so good. Uh, mine is actually uh, uh, a funny little interaction between Cameron and Patrick. Uh, they're just sitting on the bleachers, um, just, I guess, still stalking a cat playing soccer. Uh, but Cameron, he's basically talking about how, you know, obviously the night before he, he was able to kind of enjoy a kiss with, uh, with Bianca. And so really Cameron's trying to encourage Patrick to keep going, you know, because obviously cat's really mad at Patrick at this point. And so Cameron's like, dude, the plan is working. And Patrick's like, what do you care? I thought you you wanted out. Cameron goes, yeah, well, I did. But uh, that was until she she kissed me. And then Patrick goes, where? And then Cameron's like, in the car. 
<laughs> Patrick, the look that Patrick gives Patrick, uh, the Cameron, is so priceless. He's like, <laughs> in the car. <laughs> the, way, the way Joseph Gordon left it, his voice, I was like, oh my God, it's so good. I was cracking up. That was a good one, dude. Just because. They're they're obviously they're two different types of guys, two different personalities, and it's like just not on the same wavelength. <laughs> right, and, and you know they genuinely do like each other in that uh, you know there's they're bros, but they're just completely different. They approach like high school completely different as well, and obviously one has more experience with the ladies than the other, and so. Uh, Ah oh, man, it was so good. Even when um, Cameron and Bianca were in Cat's room, it was talking about black panties. I was like, "Oh, maybe it's because she she just likes the color." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just wanted to like let you guys know. Maybe you didn't know, but um, Ten Things I Hate About You" was like a modern um, make of "Taming of the Shrew" by William Shakespeare. So a lot of their quotes were like in Shakespeare sonnet poem form did you catch yeah. that did you know I iambic uh, pentameter i don't know but a lot of their quotes that this like came out to me was like oh that must be an original shakespeare line oh yeah the shitteth hateth the faneth <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and, and then like cat would just like suddenly quote it like oh baby oh baby oh me oh my something like that and i was like what is that I like how um, in these older films or like these teenage films, they would make it. Um, they were just reenactments of like old Shakespeare movie uh, uh, plays. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. It was funny to me. I mean, we were I mean, you, earlier in the episode, you mentioned Station 11, just kind of going on a little bit of a tangent. Station 11 actually has some Shakespeare uh, references. I won't tell you how mi- how much of it, Jeremy, because for fear of spoilers, but there True. is some Shakespeare within Station Eleven. Just so a little like, bit. Yeah. So today's Shakespeare heavy, even though I'm uh-huh. not a, I don't know, I'm, I'm very ignorant when it comes to William Shakespeare. Well, anyway, let's get right into our next award, which is the I Had a Date Award, which is uh, for favorite romantic scene. There's a lot to choose from. At least I think so. Andrea, do you want to kick us off for the award? Yeah. I actually said it earlier. It was with Michael and Mandela, which I thought was really cute. He just somehow seemed to know she was super interested in Shakespeare and just played along with it and made her prom experience really exciting and um, enjoyable for her. Especially since, like, Kat was like, oh, we're anti-prom, we're not going to go. But um, I'm glad Mandela had her moment. Yeah, I mean, for for the most part, she didn't really have too many, like, too much dialogue or whatever. She was just always mm-hmm. there talking about, it's like, oh, we're going to ditch prom or, or, you know, whatnot. You know, because that was just, like, I guess their dynamic. But then, yeah, she, she had her moment to kind of shine, uh, especially at the end with her... Uh, garb her william shakespeare garb right and especially like michael decided to stand on stage in his outfit as well (laughs) very brave for high school 
I yeah, no, him. yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like with um, with Michael for some reason though. This is I don't know if this is a hot take though. I don't know. I didn't care for his character too much, honestly. <laughs> and that relationship, it was kind of random to me. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It was just it didn't work it, for me at least. But I can see the, the gesture that he did though, mm-hmm. with the, the with the dress. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. After watching basi- it a few times, you really, it's just like, oh, wow, Michael's kind of a really great guy. He, he was definitely an old soul. Uh, that's what I picked up. I mean, obviously, he wanted to wear a necktie to a party. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess if I had to choose between a scale of Andrea with Michael and uh, Jeremy with <laughs> Michael, I'm probably more towards Jeremy. Sorry, Andrea. <laughs> Okay. Oh dang! Sorry. Just watch it ten more times. I yeah. think so. <laughs> you ten more just times. Watch it from every things. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, do you want to uh, give us your "I had a date" winner? Yeah, my. I'm going to choose the obvious. It's when Patrick start uh, basically hires the the school band uh, to play music, and he starts obviously he starts singing on top of the bleachers. Uh, towards Kat while she's doing like soccer practice and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And like he was into like um, he was holding the microphone to the PA system, and I was like, dude, that's such a huge gesture. Like he has he, obviously he has balls to freaking get up there and s- to sing a cappella. I'm like, dang, that's nuts. And then uh, obviously get chased by the security guards. <laughs> I don't think they caught him though. You know, you can't catch the Joker. <laughs> he can't. And even he even slept one of the dudes' ass. <laughs> no, that one it, I feel like is the most iconic scene of Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Uh just because, you know, obviously he felt bad that um Cat Cat was starting to fall for him. But I, I it was just him feeling guilty with how he was able to get that done and obviously he was drunk uh, she was drunk that night. And he didn't want to take advantage of her, but then obviously it it got her mad at him. And for, I guess with Patrick, he had that conversation with Cameron. He was like, uh, maybe you're going to have to kind of do some sort of grand gesture. And man, <laughs> he, he definitely did so. It was so good. See, that was another thing I appreciated about the Patrick character is that he did not take advantage of her in that moment. Because it's like... They're kids. They had went to a huge party. She was super drunk. Obviously, he didn't drink as much. And, you know, he made the right decision in that moment. I was like, good on you, Patrick. You know, even though she's pissed at you later, you know, like that grand gesture for sure. Yeah, you could tell he was uh, he really cared for her, wanted to take care of her. Obviously, it seemed like she had a concussion like earlier in the scene, you know, uh, where they were on the swings and uh, he was like, oh, no, 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 don't fall asleep because obviously, well, we saw the resulting um, vomit, projectile vomit that happened afterwards. Ew. <laughs> True gentleman. Yes. I, I could see how you could fall for a uh, a Patrick type, right, Andrea? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, you know what? My winner for the I, Hate, uh, I Had a Date Award is uh it's another patrick and uh cat 
scene, but it is more of the one where, you know, they're hanging out and then they decide to play some paintballs. Dude, I love that scene because it's, you know, them just actually having fun, acting goofy as a couple. Um, It, you know, they're just, I don't know, just enjoying each other's company, just being, uh, just bonding. Um, It ends up with them, you know, having their first kiss or whatever, too. And, uh, and then all of a sudden while they're kissing, Kat just lands a sneaky paintball, <laughs> like right in, uh, Patrick's face. And I don't know, I don't know if it's me or not, Jeremy, and you'll appreciate this little parallel that I have. It gave me some dumb and dumber vibes no. with, the, <laughs> with, snowball scene. with the snowball scene. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I love the scene just because it, it it's you know like that beginning part you know when a couple is just enjoying each other's company they're being very playful with one another a lot of flirting a lot of chemistry and all that and it's it's innocent you know what I mean yeah at least freaking cat or Patrick didn't do like a full wind up of a paintball <laughs> right into her face <laughs> freaking <Harry>. so romantic <laughs> so romantic. But that was a good one. <laughs> that was. That's definitely my favorite, other than the obvious choice, which is what uh, Jeremy uh, shared. And then also, shout out to the very end, just because, you know, this movie is called 10 Things I Hate About You. Dude, I almost started tearing up at the end. Right, Andrea? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't nope. know. I was wondering why it was called 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm like... So, uh, when are we going to explain that title, guys? <laughs> and, then, and then it finally happened at the end. I'm like, ah. Oh, Literally at the sense. end. Yeah. Literally. It was like with maybe five minutes left in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good one, though. That so was a good, good monologue. And then she walked out, and then she saw the guitar. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah? You want to kind of delve into your deeper feelings, Andrea? I feel like you want to. No? Did someone copy this in real life? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't be opposed to it, though. (laughs) Just don't make her cry. No. Man, when when she got to that part of the sonnet, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to cry either. (laughs) I almost did. I almost did. And that's crazy for that character to just start crying, too, because the whole movie, she's like very stern, stoic character. Then she just starts breaking down in front of the class. In front of class. So, and for high school, that's like a death wish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oof. She, man, she went through a lot of emotions during the movie, if you really think about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Cat was uh, definitely a good um, character. Actually, she out of all the, the main characters, she was actually my favorite. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, Julia Stiles, a.k.a. Cat. Just because she had some good moves too. I mean, she was like, she was like, dang, okay. I could see how, how they uh, cast her for Save the Last Dance. Uh, I guess a year later, which I but, haven't seen. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's pretty good. Season four, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But guys, let's get right into our next section of our podcast. It's where we guess the Rotten Tomato score, and so Jeremy. It is a little bit anticlimactic. We almost got to the point where we reached, I guess, our version of a game seven winner take all uh, for the title. But uh, last week I did end up taking uh, the clincher. 
I'm currently up 12 to 10 and finally won a season. My first season championship. I think all I needed was the motivation uh, with the belt and everything. So I, I can't wait until you bestow that belt uh, back to me now that the champ is here. I wanted yeah, to say yeah. it. <laughs> Dang. It's like, man, we filmed that whole promo and everything. It's like, oh, this was really, it's like the WrestleMania of seasons pretty much. This season was crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was pretty much getting blown out in the first two seasons. It was very anticlimactic, what, four or five episodes, <laughs> like the final four or five episodes of each season. I was like, yeah, I already lost. Uh, let's get through this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you know what uh, again andrea we're gonna uh we're gonna involve you in this competition i know that for once we actually beat you the last time so in your face first of all i'm just wow. kidding thank you thank you for the reminder <laughs> but no our guess is re- they really have been kicking our ass this this uh season like like the first season right jeremy yeah, especially, yeah, like the first season, like last episode, Aldrin got it like spot on. Yeah, oh, wow. Pretty much, yeah. So no pressure, Andrea. So, you know, if you had to guess the Rotten Tomato score for 10 Things I Hate About You, what would you guess? Hmm. I had written here 86%. Whoa. Whoa. Is that too high? I don't I don't know. I thought it was a good. We don't it was know. a good movie for like a teenage rom com, high school setting, of its time. Of its time, yeah, definitely. I think it's pretty good. It's really good. Eighty six. There's like a unwritten rule here, right, Ken? On the weekly reel, that it's like, Rotten Tomatoes are, are they're not kind to oh. romance movies. I think. Oh. Yeah. Can can I get a do over? If you want. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's okay. I'll stick with. I was, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll set a, you know, what's it called, uh, a mark in history of weekly real podcast history for a do over. <laughs> we'll we'll, no, we, we'll allow this one time. We'll no more do overs. Ah, okay, romance. Mm. Wow. I still think it's really good. <laughs> you know what would be funny if she's it, it, if it yeah. was 86? <laughs> We're actually messing with her. <laughs> Second guessing herself. I still think it's really good. I don't... 86 is your final answer? I mean... Yeah, I don't I don't know what else it would be. <laughs> you know what? Your, your, your guess is probably going to be way closer than ours. Just, it's probably just stick with your gut. Just stick yeah. with your gut. We'll just stay there. We'll just stay with 86. I don't know how they score. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, uh, what would you think? Uh, 52%. <laughs> Whoa, complete opposite end. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Well, Isn't I'm actually guess? somewhere in the middle. Oh. I'm, I, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic, and I'll probably, I probably guessed it wrong, but 76 is my guess. Ooh. Freshly like, fresh on that side. All right. So, 10 things I hate about you. I have it right in front of me. And with, I mean, there's only 79 reviews just because it is an older movie. Mm. I get the point at 70% certified fresh. Dang. In your face. Congrats. Andrea. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Dang, man. I didn't know the rules. (laughs) No, I was actually pretty surprised that it was this fresh, actually. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Dang it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess too low. Yeah. Uh, 52 points. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Well, final score. I, I guess I ended up beating you with uh, with a field goal at the end. 13 to 10 is the final score of our season three competition. And Jeremy, again, I, we just want to, uh, you want to just mention what the caveat is with our competition, which with each season. Yeah. So basically at the end of each season, Ken's going to like be holding the belt, obviously after this, but we restart every season. So this season, Ken's the champ for season three, but once season four starts, all score is zero, so it resets. You know what, Andrea, though? Even though you may not be a, a, on a certain podcast, you know what? I'm just spitballing here, and we'll, we'll decide this maybe in the off season. Maybe we'll have an Andrea guess True. with every week. That way you get real good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll start keeping track of the guests also. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably do that. So, And then we'll, <laughs> and we'll probably broadcast that on the social medias. Right, social media um, influencer slash uh, runner of the account. Now <laughs> we can make it happen. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap up the awards with the final award of the episode, and really the final ep- award of the season. The I Love You Three Thousand Award, where we rate ten things I hate about you. Uh, be you know, rating between one and three thousand. So, Andrea, how would you rate this movie? I wrote down here out of 3,000, 2,897. Whoa. Coming yeah. at a 96%. Whoa. I love crazy. it. This is one of my all time favorite movies that I can watch again and again. I, I can I see believe that. it. it it's a very rewatchable movie, right, Jeremy? It's very light. You know, there's. Not too many scenes. Like, it's not a long movie either, so it's like you can get through it pretty quick. And you can't really cut out any scenes that are, like, all of them are essential to the story of the movie. So it's a solid movie. Definitely. I think so. I think so. How solid, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, according to my rating, (laughs) it's a a 1917 out of 3,000. So that's 64%. Now, for me, with my updated, quote unquote, <laughs> rating uh, rating system, that's actually a pretty good score. Considering, oh, it's, wow, it's fresh. Okay. It's fresh. Sixty four percent. Yeah. Well, for me, I liked it more on the Andrea scale. Surprisingly, I I don't know. I was I started this movie pretty late on a on a given night of earlier this week and. I got more awake as the movie went along. And obviously I knew that the Heath Ledger's iconic scene where he's singing, uh, can't take my eyes off of you comes on. And I was like, Oh yes. So good. So good. Good soup. I had to do it. Um, but my rating is 2595, which is equivalent to 86.5. That's really high on my updated, uh, scale. Really? That is high. Wow. It's really good. So it's actually higher than, a walk to remember. Yes. No. Yeah. What have you done? <laughs> well, see, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. This is not really a guilty pleasure movie of mine. It, it's just good. Man. <laughs> For me, I waited. I rated a, a walk to remember really high. <laughs> it's like eighty-eight. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. True. 
But yes, um, Jeremy, we've kind of basically uh, finished season three of our podcast. I mean, obviously, you know, things have changed. We we did change a lot of different things within season three. Um, actually, do you have any final final thoughts on this uh, past season? It's pretty crazy to me to think that Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings was our first episode of this season. I feel like that was like a year ago. <laughs> so yeah, dude. for us to start off with that movie, which is honestly one of my favorite movies of last year and definitely one of this season, but for us to start off with that and for us to develop us as a podcast as well, just kind of mature and bring back guests. That's the thing I've been happy about probably the most this season. Uh, we didn't have any guests in season two. So for to have a bunch of returning guests, new guests to come back on uh, the podcast, I appreciate it every time that they come in dealing with our antics <laughs> especially uh just i don't know i i love that and i want to see what's what how else we can improve the the podcast for season four and hopefully uh the listeners keep listening so thank you everyone for you know listening to us every week or just picking and choosing whatever movies sound interesting to you yeah, I, I want to co-sign everything that Jeremy said. Uh, basically, he literally read off my notes. <laughs> I, I literally, literally, the first I thing no- I have is guess with a uh, couple of exclamation points. <laughs> and obviously, that does include Andrea. Again, thank you. And uh, I mean, last week we had Aldrin, who was a returning guest from season one. Uh, we had your brother and Jacob. We had Joe Ash, who's, who's a first-time uh, guest. Uh, who am I forgetting? We're are we, we're not forgetting, right? I hope. Oh, not AJ. Forgetting. AJ, oh, no, AJ <laughs> yeah. made two two yeah. appearances, and he kind of influenced a lot of my thoughts on like shows to watch and movies. So shout out to AJ, because uh, I mean, obviously he's family, family, family. So yeah, shout out to all of our guests, um, and we, you know, obviously season four. You know, who knows? We may we may invite new people. And that's kind of that's kind of the thing we want to just expand our reach uh, with season three itself. I mean, the movies I feel like we're uh, we're really good for the most part, and uh, I think our podcast did develop. I feel like the thing that I take pride in, Jeremy, is that we're not afraid to tinker with our format and just random things. And you know, we started with a format in season one or several of them anyway. Mm-hmm. We switched it up in season two, and then we switched it up again in season three. And who knows? We may do the same for season four, but I feel like our, I think what we have in season three is kind of what I wouldn't mind if if we just kind of settle with uh, the current format, just because I feel like it just encourages more. It encourages more uh, spontaneous conversation, and and I feel like that's what makes the best podcast the best podcast is that, you know, it's, it just sounds like a, an actual conversation. And so I don't know if you guys agree. Yeah, hopefully they do. Hopefully the listeners keep, keep coming just cause, uh, they enjoy us talking like as if we were there sitting at a table with them. So that's kind of the, the picture I want to paint when we're doing the podcast. 
And that's why I kind of want to bring it back to guests because if, if you think about it, it's, you know, Jeremy and I, like it's us inviting people over for like a dinner conversation and everything. And I feel like we broke the ice with Andrea and to be able to include now someone who happened to be our first guest in how many episodes and now she's actually an official part of the podcast. It's pretty cool to see our podcast slowly grow and uh, now that you're officially a part of the podcast, Andrea, you know what? What kind of movies are, do you have any like maybe older movies or maybe even some upcoming movies that you've seen that you would like us to cover for season four since you're a part of the team now? Yeah. So, um, so an older movie that I want to, not too old, but I would like to hear you guys talk about would be. Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. That one's really cool. But an upcoming movie, this probably won't be ready until like the following season because it comes out September of this year. It's called Don't Worry Darling. It's like a psychological thriller. I, I was just scrolling through the upcoming movies. I have no idea what it's about. But there's Florence Pugh, Harry Styles... Ooh. Gemma Chan, a bunch of like Chris Pine. Do you know Chris Pine? Yeah, <laughs> you love Chris Pine. Yeah, but I yeah, love him in Guardians I... of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because he was Captain America, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> that's right, Chris, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, but, that's um, Captain Kirk. We know. <laughs> yeah, I love psychological thrillers. Maybe I'll come in for that. <laughs> we just might have you run that one. No pressure. <laughs> Ken's kidding. <laughs> kind of. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, we're talking about future seasons. I mean, for season four, Jeremy, I don't know if you've gotten a chance to look at the upcoming new releases that we have uh, for, you know, in the springish summer, because mm-hmm. uh, season four will run roughly between April and July. So the summer blockbuster season uh, or even maybe older movie uh, an older movie that you would want to introduce to both me or potentially andrea uh did you want to highlight one yeah like we talked about it on the newsreel because it's i was gonna say like oh i want to talk about the batman or something but that's obvious you know that's an obvious one but i would really want to cover uncharted with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, just because I love the Uncharted property so much that whether it's good, I can like rave about it. And if it's bad, I'm going to have such a fun time ripping into that movie. It'll be F9-esque. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, that, that type of anger, probably even more because the potential is there so much. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely cover Uncharted there. Um, I remember kind of seeing that in the new releases. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's uh, I don't know if you remember, like, I don't know, a few days ago, Jeremy, I forwarded you a link in March, but then we'll probably cover it sometime in season four. I'm excited for you to finally watch what may be considered by some, the greatest movie of all time, The Godfather, because it is the 50th anniversary of that movie. It premiered in 1972. Um, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I, I'm really looking forward to 
introducing it to you because it's completely different from anything that we've covered so far in the first three seasons of the Weekly Real podcast. Yeah, if we're if I'm gonna watch it, I gotta do a podcast episode on it just because it's such. I hear it's such a classic, so you know it's surprising that I haven't seen it yet. So mm-hmm. if we're gonna watch it, I'm definitely gonna have some thoughts to say. Oh man, yeah, it's so good, so good. Andrea, have you seen The Godfather? By the way, I've seen snippets. Is this the one with a horse? Yes, they are kind of galloping and stuff. Yeah, the horse. Yes. <laughs> I love horse movies. Yeah. I like Seabiscuit. It's similar. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeremy, you're going to really like The Godfather, I think. I think. Uh, again, okay. I, I, I'm a little, I don't know. I'm a little nervous sharing this movie just because I know that there is that age gap or whatever. Um, it, but And I know mm. that Godfather is kind of gears towards like uh, kind of like some of the genres that i do like because uh, I, I i've watched a lot of gangster movies too and mm. a lot of dramas that's usually my sort of thing um i and i know that sometimes it's not necessarily like your first choice but for it to be a part of what cinema it's a cinema classic it's so good it's it's brando it's uh, pacino and obviously you got uh uh, it's an all-star cast. I, we'll talk about it next season. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm it's a given. We'll 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 <laughs> most likely cover it next season. Yes, yes. So, before we close out this episode, Andrea, since you are now officially a member of the Weekly Real podcast, do you want to plug anything? Because I know you got a lot of you have that laundry list. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. My handle is Andrea J. Pilapo. You'll see it in the Episode summary next. bio in the bottom here. Um, in my bio, usually, you'll also find a link tree where you can find me in a whole bunch of other places. Yes, we shall yes. link all of the links. All of the links. <laughs> all of the links, yeah, including my, uh, Taylor the Brown Dog. Yeah, Taylor the Brown Dog, my LinkedIn, my... Your Friendster, Friendster uh, Zanga, MySpace, Tumblr. Um, you'll find all, all my them. art. <laughs> I, I make art. I'm selling some stickers, Redbubble, Teespring. Everything's there and my blog. Nice. What's yes. in my mind? You'll it there yes this girl got uh she's i don't honestly know how much uh how you can get all this stuff done in in 24 hours on a given day and she has a day job (laughs) yep that's that's a lot (laughs) it is a lot jeremy do you you. have anything to plug for the off season (laughs) i could barely handle my own social media which is uh at jp underscore flicks but I do actually have a short film, hopefully coming out fairly soon. I'll make that announcement on my social medias. But I'll make an official uh, title announcement right now. It's going to be called "The End of Yesterday." Ooh. So it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a romantic drama. And uh, look forward to that announcement on uh, my social media. Oh my goodness, you guys heard it here first. Andrea and I just heard it here first. <laughs> I love the title. Oh my gosh, my face dropped. <laughs> uh, my mind is blown a little bit. I'm a little flustered. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, should I reveal a little bit? Nah, it's not. It's not that long of a, a video, so it's. I want to keep everything under wraps. Yeah. No, I'm definitely. I, I, I know Jeremy's mentioned this uh, project for a few months now, um, actually more than a few months, and so I, I'm obviously patiently waiting, like everyone else. Uh, we'll definitely link everything once it gets released. Uh, we'll we'll use the weekly reel. <clears throat> social media uh <laughs> coordinator uh <laughs> we'll definitely we'll definitely uh definitely market it um because obviously jeremy is a huge part of this podcast i mean he's a founding member so we definitely want to support him um because uh, he's put a lot of uh, time in this and so uh yeah definitely support jeremy with his short film for me more of the same Twitter and Instagram at FreeKane. The spelling will be in the episode notes for all of us. We'll link everything. Um, also, my blog. I'm starting to. Hopefully, I'll write more. Actually, now that we're in the off season, I'll be able to write much more regularly. KenArceo.com. So, any final thoughts on ten things I hate about you, or even this uh, last uh, again last call on final thoughts for season three, uh, Andrea? No, I don't think I have anything else to add. I feel like we're very thorough with the movie. We touch base on like every single character. I feel like Chastity, Miss per- Perky, whatever her the counselor's yeah, name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kat, Bianca, her dad. The teacher that got shot in the ass with an arrow. <laughs> oh, we did not. Oh, yeah, we didn't See? mention that. Okay, good thing. We talked about that right just now. I feel... That was also very irresponsible of Bianca. What the heck? <laughs> she the, the best part was she didn't even, like, she was just uh, carrying on with her conversation she like didn't nothing care. happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe she did not get reprimanded by the teacher or whoever else was on duty. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, oh, I did want to bring up one other character. Um, I believe maybe this was Patrick's best friend or something when um, he was first approached by Cameron or Joey. Um, But they're in the science room when he's trying to light a cigarette with the with the in the chemistry room or something. And his friend like he's like, You can't smoke in this room. He's like a Mohawk guy or a bald guy, I don't know. And he comes up again um, when they're outside in the field when Joey approaches him, he's like, Hey, I'm gonna pay you to date this girl. Um and his friends just listening to everything, and he didn't expose anything to anyone. Yeah. Like, wow, what a homie! I didn't even catch that. I'll pay attention the next time I watch it because <laughs> I already know I'm going to rewatch this movie. Perfect for the third time, right? For the third time, yes. <laughs> Jeremy, any final thoughts? For me, man, it was just like having to picture Heath Ledger. I was like. Seeing him how many times as the Joker and then seeing him as Patrick in this character, I'm like, is this is not the same guy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like I was I'm so convinced and that just shows how much range he had in as an as an actor that it's like, oh, it's like how how is the guy from Ten Things About uh, I Hate About You gonna play the Joker, you know what I mean? And yeah. now it's like it's there's just the Joker and then there's Heath Ledger. So it's <laughs> You know, it's so different. Yeah, I did. I did get sad uh, just thinking about it, especially when he was singing his songs. Like, man, he was so like again, like you said, very versatile in his acting. That he was obviously taken from us way too, uh, like way too early, 
And um, there were times when he was smiling. I was like, oh, that's the Joker smile. I don't yeah. know if you caught that. It was pretty I good. Felt it. I was like, let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> and I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you also will agree, guys. He really did sound like Chris Hemsworth to me. Thor. Sometimes. Sometimes. His uh, Australian accent wasn't as thick, I think. No. I'll have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> for well, the 10th time. Yeah. Well, for the 10th time this week or something, right, Andrew? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just we're, on we're like, like on a third, on a loop. <laughs> I still have to get through a lot to remember. <laughs> yes. Please get a <laughs> watch a walk to remember. Uh because I think you'll be convert it won't be a guilty pleasure. I think you'll just love it. I'm that like, confident in my guilty yeah, pleasure. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah, not anymore. Oh man. But Andrea, glad to uh just glad to have you as a part of the team. Uh you have no idea how much uh this will definitely help both me and Jeremy uh with the podcast and the content. I feel like now we could kind of I guess focus on bigger picture stuff and in ways that we can improve the podcast and, and just another opinion to be able to kind of keep us in check as well will help us out. Right, Jeremy? Yeah. I mean, just obviously me not knowing anything about social media that that definitely helps, but also like Ken was mentioning before, uh, we always like to change things up on the main show podcast. And sometimes it's the format. Maybe it's some of the ways that we just, uh, kind of word things it's uh it makes a big difference and hopefully we can uh, assess and analyze what we need to do differently make things better how we can maybe even just run things smoother and get people uh to listen more to the podcast but at the same time have the og listeners still feel like we're we're the same old guys that started talking about dumb and dumber <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Just when I thought you couldn't be any dumber. No, I'm just kidding. Andrea, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, like, yes, definitely. Again, thank you so much for having me today and for inviting me to join the team. I'm very excited to get to work and just get you guys out there. Well, you're going to be out there with us, too. And so, well, we'll figure it all out in the off season. So, again, on behalf of Andrea... On behalf of Jeremy, myself, my name is Ken. We're good soup. Just kidding. But we wanted <laughs> we want to let you know that we appreciate everyone that has supported the the Weekly Real podcast over the three seasons. Um, we're looking forward to season four, getting refreshed, uh, getting gaining more perspective, uh, steadily improving as a podcast as a whole. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of months on the real.